Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Mayo, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist. This show is one in which I discuss all the media, the vast, unending, seemingly quality, well, I guess, you know, birth and death. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not much. It ain't much. The seemingly unending media consumption from myself. Uh, in fact, this is a particularly, which is always a word I have trouble saying, uh, a, a dense episode. Um, I feel like I can't remember last time I had one of each um, example of segment. What is happening to my voice? It's interesting. It sounds like I have a computer filter on of some sort, but I assure you, I do not. <clears throat> Back to normal. Uh, yeah, so a shit ton of stuff to talk about, so we'll uh, hop right in, uh, but not before saying, oh, remembered, uh, you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I, of course, don't want to spoil it, so I warn of that as a possibility. Sort of, mm, spoiler warning, you might call it, one might say. Let's push a button. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Fago. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first from 1982, E.T., the extraterrestrial. Remember this movie? This was, <clears throat> I was talking about this with the missus who I watched this and I think every movie on this, pretty sure. Um, uh, on this movie monologue, uh, uh, that this was one of the VHSs we owned <laughs> as a, as a child. So I was born in 81. So I guess there's a logic to that. So the ones I remember having were ET, uh, the original Batman with, uh, Michael Keaton. And, uh, those are the only two I remember to be honest with you. I, we didn't have a, a large selection by any means. Uh, but we did rent a lot. So, you know, which makes sense, right? Um, so, uh, I do have a sort of memory of watching this to the degree because, you know, it's a VHS you own that I was sick of it, which is interesting because this rewatch in the year uh, 2021, uh, uh, the amount of stuff that I didn't remember mm, was quite large. Yeah, watching it definitely with new eyes. Like, uh, I was trying to contemplate when the last time I watched this was, and I feel like I had to be in my teens, maybe? So, like, there's a shit ton of years, and it's sort of fascinating, the uh, the difference of watching, and this is the thing I love of movies and media in general, um, 
watching them with the different eyes of the years between previous viewings is, is always sort of fascinating. The things, the way in which you watch it, the things you notice that you wouldn't notice back in the day, which is probably the strongest in this movie. If I could give you an example, I would. Oh yeah, there was a, a few strange plot holes, it, it felt like, um, in this rewatch. If you're unfamiliar with E.T., come on. <laughs> What's going on, you weirdo? A troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his homeworld. Quite clearly a ripoff of Mac and Me. Um, Drew Barrymore in this, I think, steals the show pretty well. So, you know, there's that, which I didn't remember. Probably last time watching this, didn't really care, the, a cute little kid. But now, you know, I'm an uh, old, old man who can appreciate a cute child. Whereas back then, I was a cute child last time I saw it. Uh, was I a cute child? Well, I'll let the courts decide. Uh, moving on to private. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch this one with this message. I don't think. Or did I? No, no. Uh, did I? Maybe I did. Private Life from 2018. An author is undergoing multiple fertility therapies to get pregnant, putting her relationship and her husband on edge. This is, of course, starring Catherine Hahn and Paul Giamatti. Um, yeah, this, uh, the Mrs. and I, and uh, this has probably come up from time to time over the years and episodes that uh, we have made the sort of conscious decision not to have kids. Um, Watching this is just sort of, <laughs> I feel like the amount of the things just in an average day, um, that make me glad of this decision, uh, that we have jointly, uh, made, um, is by no means small. Uh, and then every once in a while you get a real shot, uh, <laughs> a shot in that bone, yeah, sure. That's a saying, right? A shot in that bone, uh, like a movie like this, because Jesus Christ, they go through a lot just for the attempt to have kids. Um, is it? Oh shit, I forgot to give a rating of E.T. Uh, rating of E.T., yeah, I'd go like a solid four. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again, but yeah, I'd probably watch E.T. again down the road. I think the missus and I said we were actually going to watch it in, in like 20 years. We we made an we made an appointment to see how that uh, that next viewing sits with us. I guess uh, private life rating it's depressing. So um, if you don't mind a depressing movie, your rating will increase. If you do, uh, if, if that sort of thing bothers you, your rating probably not as good, huh? Uh, moving on to also from 2018, interesting, uh, family it is called, uh, and you do have to specify because I believe there's quite a few things out there, uh, uh, titled family story starring Taylor Schilling, who you may, uh, recognize from oranges, uh, the new black, I believe her most, uh, prominent role, if I had to guess, uh, yeah, so this, uh, it's good. Uh, it, it falls into the category of someone who is an asshole and then goes through an entire movie and then just before the end says, no, I'm going to be an asshole, but then at the very end is not an asshole. Yeah, that, uh, that trope. It's done well. I did enjoy it. Let me read the imbida to give you the bones. 
Kate Stone, oh, that's a good asshole name, is career-focused, mm, asshole, uh, and enjoys her life that way. Yeah, she don't need no friends. She's not here to make friends. Her brash attitude mm -hmm, keeps relationships at arm's length, making her an outcast in her own right. Well, it's kind of a weird saying, uh, a weird sentence, but I suppose it is accurate. Yeah, so um, her brother's... <laughs> her brother's mother-in-law dies or has to go in hospice so uh he and uh, the wife uh, uh go and take care of that leaving the daughter uh with no one to take care of her so obviously the daughter uh melts the heart of kate stone uh becomes more of a kate sponge which is the opposite of a stone in that it becomes softer hmm yeah uh a uh, lot of uh, yeah good laughs uh juggalos you know if you like if, if the missus did not know what a juggalo was so this was sort of fascinating to see her learn of uh, of juggalos <laughs> uh yeah the virgin juggalo eyes you might say um yeah moving on to the last and final film from 2004 which i would have bet money this was in the maybe early 90s this movie definitely not 2004 uh a movie that would definitely not be made today white chicks starring sean waynes and marlon waynes two disgraced fbi agents go way undercover in an effort to protect hotel heiresses the wilson sisters from a kidnapping plot that is not accurate because they actually go undercover in order to protect their jobs <sighs> their jobs are more important than anything apparently um yeah of the plot holes that is one of them this is probably i think it's safe to say i'm just trying to think yeah yeah definitely uh, heretofore untold levels of belief suspension um that is a sentence <laughs> that i said um while watching this movie the, the missus just gave me a look like you are she laughed so you know i got what i was going for but also a look of just what is wrong with your brain um so that was fun if you're unfamiliar with the movie white chicks yeah um it's racist yes sexist yes um not very good yes and yet, there was a few laughs, I suppose. Uh, Jesus. How do you judge movies like this? One thing I will say. Okay, I'll say one nice thing about this movie. Uh, Terry Crews was good. I, I enjoyed him. Busy Phillips, I, I, I like her in general. Uh, uh, there's a scene that... Oh, shit, I wish I could remember the name of the song. You know what? Let's take some time here. We're not in a rush. Terry Crews, White Chicks Singing. There's, uh, I Need You, I Miss You is the song. Maybe I'll just play it in the background. You probably won't be able to hear it. Um, there's a scene where he sings practically the entire song. And I feel like in a modern film, <laughs> I'm just like half watching it. Oh, they can't put it on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, they do. Making way downtown. 
<laughs> okay, now I'm just watching the movie <laughs> on the podcast. Hey. It's a- like, they really let uh, let the moment <laughs> happen. And I feel like in the pacing of a 2020 movie, 2021 movie, uh, this scene would not happen, which is a shame. beautiful okay yeah so uh, basically I just watched some some movie there this is a podcast somehow (sighs) rating of white chicks I like that scene television talk Today's television talk sponsor is Octarine. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, uh, have a David Attenborough TV miniseries from 2021 called Life in Color on Netflix. Yeah, um, apparently uh, Attenborough and Netflix seemingly have a very good relationship, and it's almost as if every couple of years one of these things is popping out. This one was only four, three episodes. Is there more coming out? Yeah, it was very. It was only three episodes, which was a little disappointing. Um, just not that the episodes were disappointing, just that you sort of get used to more. And then when one comes along and you don't check how many episodes it is and three is over, and you're like, okay, let's just put the next one on. And then there's nothing there. So, so sad. You know what? If my biggest gripe of it is that there wasn't enough of it, hey, that's a high mark, I suppose. Life in Color. Mm. So that seems to be the sort of way in which they come at these lately. Um, more uh, uh, pick a, a like the last one was darkness. This one is color. They, they they pick sort of a theme or an idea and and come at the nature documentaries from that. You're gonna obviously see some very beautiful colors. One sort of thing that didn't. I think I like more the old school way where you pick sort of a biome. And that's how they're broken into because then you always have the the sea or the deep sea episodes to look forward to, which are my favorite. Uh, which here they didn't really have. Obviously, uh, not too much color in the deep sea, so didn't uh, didn't see much there. Uh, rating wise, I think I'd just go three. Yeah, this uh, the missus and uh, the uh, actually uh, before we learned that we were on the last episode, she said you can go on without me. <laughs> which sounds like something you would say in a war movie <laughs> or uh, uh, traveling a desert and, and your and your friend is no longer able to make it and says go on without me but uh, no occasionally she'll just say uh, of a tv show eh, i'm not really digging it go on without me uh, and that's she actually said that of life and color uh, without realizing that we were on the last episode so you know uh three yeah three which as i mentioned enjoyed while watching probably wouldn't watch again what i would do again oh shit yeah segment button push conan the librarian don't you know the Dewey decimal system book banter today's book banter sponsor is elbert brand trash cans thank you for that sponsorship we are talking one of my favorite books definitely uh well, I was just going to say my favorite Stephen King book. 
maybe definitely in the top top 10 top five top percentile uh the stand uh i think i mentioned in my talk of the tv miniseries uh, a few episodes back uh that uh, i lent it to my uncle to read and that sort of uh i think that's combined with watching the uh miniseries sort of a, a sparked this desire to re 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 read uh if i had to guess fourth or fifth uh reading somewhere in that neighborhood anyways it, it's definitely a book that i enjoy and will go back to from time to time falls into that category which is sort of my favorite books i guess <laughs> that sort of makes sense although you know what that's interesting is, is there books that i really really enjoyed but just sort of put down and maybe it won't pick up again hmm curious uh anyways if you're unfamiliar with the stand let me read the good read see what it says uh this is the way the world ends with a nanosecond of computer error error oh, yeah, i suppose that's true in a defense department laboratory and a million casual contacts that form the links in a chain letter of death uh you'd have to know what a chain letter is which i don't think they really have those anymore hmm, interesting and here is the bleak new world of the day after a world stripped of its institutions and emptied of 99 percent of its people a world in which a handful of panicky survivors chooses size or are chosen <laughs> yeah i put a little stank on that obviously um uh the apocalypse happens in the form of a deadly virus which i uh, remember uh, lending this to my uncle uh, right at the start of, <laughs> of our deadly virus that we have right now uh hopefully not an apocalyptic one though you never know do you um one thing uh, uh, this description does very well is that uh, um million casual contacts that's very cool um because the way in which the book can spend time on things compared to the miniseries uh really allowed uh, allowed stephen king to delve into the sort of branching and and how these sort of very minor things these this uh, everyday uh, uh, contact uh, every day just uh, happenstance can have these things sort of fall in place and fall in place and fall in place and before you know it 99 percent of the human race is wiped off the planet eh. <laughs> so yeah i suppose a little depressing especially when you compare it with you know actual irl but uh there is that sort of factor of uh, I hesitate to use religion, although I suppose that is basically what it is. It's um, a, a, a bad group and a good group, quote unquote. Uh, um, the uh, uh, the the good, uh, based around a woman, uh, Abigail Fremantle, played by Whoopi Goldberg in the uh, in the miniseries, uh, uh, who is apparently by her own word, uh, getting messages from God and, uh, how they, uh, rest of the human race needs to progress. Quote unquote, interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, rating wise, easy for me to go five out of five. I think maybe 
Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, I could be wrong easily. It's happened many times before. I may have spoken of the stand on this podcast before. Yeah. As long as I read it between 2012 and 2021. God damn, this podcast has been going on for a fucking long time. Uh, yeah, I wonder what I gave it then. I, I feel like I may have given it a 6 out of 5. Huh? Let's push this button now. Today's game gamut sponsor is Being Underground. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're gonna have two games. Uh oh. <sighs> I feel like I got the ons. Game the first, Sheltered. Oh, I didn't get a thing for the other one. Uh, if you ever played Fallout Shelter, and well, looking at the title name, um some similarities there obviously uh similar to that where maybe f uh, more on the story side of things though uh where uh, apocalypse happens oh geez <laughs> apparently i have a theme this episode um in this case a nuclear apocalypse also in the case of fallout shelter and uh, you and uh three other people are in a shelter underground uh, safe for now but uh, you have to sort of uh, uh, keep your shelter, uh, you know, clean, keep it, uh, everything up in running order. You need to get food. You need to get water. Um, your shelter will grow depending on how well you are. And if you are uh, uh, willing to let others uh, in and sort of help it grow as you dig out new areas and uh, expand it, it's, it's very much like the uh, fallout shelter uh, mobile game just uh, uh you know flushed out in terms of uh, a few things you'll send people out on missions uh rating wise uh, i think it would go solid three-ish yeah we'll go three that's that's good for sheltered uh, yeah, let's leave it at sheltered, actually. I don't have two games. Yeah. I'm going to make a note. Because uh, the other one I haven't quite finished yet. So I was going to jam it in. But we already got enough jammed. So I'll put... Oh, I'll do a tease for you as I type. A type tease, we'll call it. Um, save Caves of Quid. Q-U-D. Don't know how you say that word. Uh for next episode idiot oh why did he have to call him, him an idiot that doesn't seem fair uh yeah uh, zooming through this last stuff as uh i have to uh, take a big shot <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me Today's Internet Intercourse is sponsored by Products. Thank you, Products. Uh, first, a brief talk of Critical Role. Uh, uh, campaign 2 is completed. 
Yeah, geez, that was a, 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 I spoke in last episode of the, uh, a penultimate episode of that, uh, mostly battle focused, although in the last episode we did have a, a battle, a battle that felt less, felt more like a sort of a, a cathartic, uh, uh, needed to happen battle as opposed to, uh, the one in the previous episode that sort of felt like uh, battling for the future and all uh, uh, the entire planet, that sort of idea. Whereas this one felt like a little more, uh, the, the stakes were less global and more personal, let's say, which w- w- was still good. Uh, and they did, as I think I predicted, you know, what? if I was a smart person, which clearly I am not, I would have written down what my uh, predictions were because I know I made some. I just don't know what they were of what was going to happen in the final episode. I feel like I did say um, that, like, uh, it was going to be a lot of a, a closing up of an individual stories, sort of uh, wrapping up, uh, doing a, a sort of where are they now or where will they be, that sort of idea. And it, uh-oh. Oh, sorry, I got the yawns there. Uh, where was I? Oh yes, uh, it was very exciting, despite my yawns, <laughs> and also very, very sad. Uh, did I cry like a, a, a sort of Niagara Falls-esque stream? Yes, obviously. Uh, up there, perhaps succeeding, I was just trying to think of my, my, my top COVID cries, uh, what they have been. Definitely this, uh, and also... Uh, the end of Supernatural. I, uh, I think we're putting those sort of... This one may have edged out Supernatural, as surprising as that is. It's, you know, you spend hundreds. <laughs> so it was 141 episodes, three to... F- sometimes, say, probably average three and a half. And, I mean, you got some threes, you got some fives. Uh, three and a half hours long episodes you are going to become attached to these one thing you could sort of tell um that the players themselves have become like very attached to them which also stands to reason like i think a part of me excuse me i got indigestion yeah yeah that's it and yawns the fuck okay well what time is it? Uh, yeah, why don't I uh, level with you a little bit? And I'm going to throw a big allegedly on this. This is typically something that would probably be saved for uh, a post-episode 600. Um, but uh, uh, allegedly, maybe, or maybe I'm just making this up. Keep that in mind, coppers. Uh, have grubbed mushrooms <laughs> and uh, starting to kick in a bit. And I always find the initial bit, again, all allegedly, uh, gives me the yawns. And uh, yeah, so that is why I keep yawning and why I'm probably going to wrap it up soon. <laughs> it is also very early in the morning and I didn't get a good night's sleep. I got an okay night's sleep. Uh, so, uh, I'll leave that there and move on to some Funhouse in studio stuff. Oh yeah. Funhouse. 
fortunately, uh, I guess they're all vaxxed over there uh, for the most part. So we're getting some in-studio segments again. If you're unfamiliar with Funhouse, uh, YouTube channel, uh, a bunch of funny people, often video game related or playing video games while being funny, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, after all this time, back in studio, and, and, and you can feel a sort of different energy to it, I feel like. So... Uh, it is something I wanted to mention because, uh, you know, I like them over there. They're seemingly very nice people. So, you know, go check, go check them out. Why don't you? Speaking of not dissimilar as Bruce Lawrence, Jacob and Omar are all, uh, uh, employed or formerly employed by uh, the good people at Funhouse. Uh, they're playing this game called, uh, GTFO, which we all know what that stands for. Although does it stand for that in the game? I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, it's this game where you're like a, a group of, I don't know why I wanted to say minors, a group of like, yeah, why are you there? I don't really know what the lore is. Okay, let's just put it that way. You're, you're, you're thrust into this situation, seemingly not of your own accord. Maybe you're like treasure data hunters or something like that. Yeah, the lore looks interesting. Let's say that. And, and I love a good lore other than Data's brother. Not a big fan. Um, where was I? Yeah, uh, so you're you're thrown down to this planet, and there's a bunch of scary, gobliny, uh, alien, almost uh, uh, fungal-looking things. Um, they don't seemingly see, so they're only reacting to sounds, which is always sort of frightening in a video game when that happens. Um, and you're trying to, you know, complete missions for, you know, these lore reasons that I don't know. And, and, and the missions are very exciting and they have that sort of, uh, 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 finality quality, which I enjoy. And, uh, they're, they're just exciting folks, just like the end of this podcast is, oh man, I should have ended it there. But I always say at the end of episode, every episode, it's nice to be nice to the nice fuck. This one really fell apart at the end for some reason. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper